I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast. The greatest podcast that ever was or will be. The podcast that will mount the world. Sorry about the food. It's not what we're known for. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones. And most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House I Need to Make Water. And my name is Andrew of House Rugned Odor. And we're going to talk about the fourth episode of Game of Thrones Season 6, entitled Book of the Stranger. This episode started with an embrace and ended with controlled arson, Kevin. (laughs) Yes, it did. You know, I thought it lived up to the episode four billing. You know, we've seen episode fours in the past be uh, pretty pretty hot fire. And uh, Andrew, to continue in that theme... Danny goes flame emoji again in an episode four. That's right. So let's go back to season three. Uh, Episode four was the drop the whip moment where she stole the unsullied from the young Kai. She didn't steal them. First of all, like they came along willingly. Let's just make sure that we get this out there. Sure. She's in terms of a transaction. (laughs) She, she got both items (laughs) of the, of the contract. Fair enough. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Number four in season four, this is when she crucified all the slave masters and then pulled down the harpy right. from the pyramid. Last season, this is when Barristan the Bold went down swinging, mm. died. But uh, in episode one and two, or season one and two, those were big episodes too. In episode four, uh, so this one, you know, goes up in flames. This one's this one's huge. Yeah, and and it was funny. Uh, another takeaway, because I, I don't know, you you and I each run the Twitter account, the at Make Westeros Twitter account, and we, we're both guilty of not looking to see what the other person has tweeted recently, and I got a kick out of us both making the same joke about how the High Sparrow was the first to make Air Jordans. <laughs> yeah, he was... He was like, <laughs> uh, so I didn't know if you were just, like, going off of what I had said because no. it was like kind of the same joke and I'm like did he, I wonder if he read that and if he didn't read it then that's <laughs> awesome because we both made a High Sparrow makes Air Jordan jokes yeah we did and it's it was the easy joke I mean let's be honest it was kind of low-hanging fruit but we both took it and ran so that's okay though I think sometimes yeah. those are okay uh and and we both made the joke, which is kind of funny. And we didn't delete either one of them. We just kept them because, you yeah, know, whatever. They were both good. They, they were, were both, both great. They were both pretty good. All right, let's talk about this episode, preview what we're going to talk about. We have some wildfire hot takes coming up. We are going to play Westerosi's dating game. We're going to, of course, step your game up with this edition is one I've put together, the first time I've made one for Andrew, because Andrew knows the books and stuff better than I do, so it's usually easier to stump me. I might have one to stump Andrew this time. It's is this a Dothraki call or something from Shark Week? That's it. Oh, ju- oh that's just it. Just something from Shark Week. That's okay. it. It could be a shark. It could be a shark term. It's something oh. from Shark Week. All right. Okay, that's gonna be difficult. And then we're gonna close with some uh, new inductions, Andrew, to the Book of Brothers. And just a reminder: if you want to get in the Book of Bros, all you have to do is leave that comment and rating on iTunes. We got a couple new ones this week for, in fact, that we will be adding to the Book of Brothers. And, of course, we'll close with the It Is Known prediction segment. But, Andrew, what do you say we get to some wildfire hot takes? Wildfire 
There were a few kills this episode, Andrew. There were a few kills. Let's take a look at the box score. Danny jumps out into the lead of bo- or of kills this season in the <laughs> box score with 15. I did go ca- back and count. There were 15 cows calls in that hut, in that tent, that were all murdered by Daenerys Targaryen. So big week for Danny. Yeah, it was a very big week. Uh, Andrew, I got to ask though. So last week, I think we gave a half kill, uh, like a half sack type of thing. Are we, I'm kind of curious cause that place did not look like it should go up in flames like that. Do you, are we to assume maybe that the Dario and, and, uh, and Jorah maybe came in early and like dumped a bunch of, uh, lighter fluid on the ground in there or something. It seemed a little strange how the place no. just went up in flames. Yeah. I- I definitely think that that's what happened, but I don't think that they, they don't get credit. They're not going to get credit. None. Zero. Okay. She took all the risk. That's kind of like, you know, a linebacker who makes a great move on a offensive tackle to open up a sack. Like sure that he opened it up, but he's not going to, the linebacker is not going to get credit for the sack. Okay. I'll buy. I just wanted to see, I wanted to talk this through. Sure. Those two dudes were very integral in this mass murder. Okay. But (laughs) they're not going to get credit for it. Okay. Deal. All right. So then we had Dario did have three kills though. Yeah. And one of those was the guard outside the hut. We didn't see who did the murder there. Mm. Uh, So we're going to give one kill to Jorah, one kill to Dario for that. So that gives Dario with three Jorah with one. That's generous of you to give Jorah a kill uh, because I'm not sure Jorah knows how to fight anymore. (laughs) Yeah. After his showing, uh, his showing in in vice Dothrak. And we're going to revisit our, our, power rankings later on to see if Jorah still deserves to be in the top fighters in the seven kingdoms. Cause he might not be. So it's, it may be generous. We're throwing a bone to the old man, uh, but we're still going to give him one. And the last kill, one more kill in this episode was by Ramsey Bolton. And he killed a named character. One of our oh. favorites, Osha. So oh, Ramsey with one with that in mind, and with all other things that happened in mind, Kevin, who is your MVP of the episode? Just like to remind the folks at home, it could be whatever you want. Who did the most to advance their cause? Who was the most badass or just because? Uh, give you a couple candidates, and I want you to pick. Or you can do somebody else. But a couple candidates, Daenerys Targaryen. Obviously, she committed mass murder uh, and became the new great Khaleesi, probably going to... Take over that army and march forth. Uh, Sansa Stark solidified her position as general manager of the Stark expansion team. She's yeah. she's running this show. Not Jon mm-hmm. Snow. Nobody else. She's running the show. Uh, and then Cersei Lannister, maybe a Dark Horse candidate, but not not to be overlooked. She got all of King's Landing to tool up against the Sparrows. You know, that's not a not an easy feat. Who's your MVP? I think the most obvious choice uh, and the one that's probably going to get the most votes clearly is Danny. I'm going to take it a different direction, Andrew. I think I'm going to go with Sansa here. I'm going to take the the underdog because I think Danny is the one that most people were going to say. I'm going to go with the underdog and say Sansa just because she made it to Kingsland or I'm sorry to uh, the the wall. She's sitting there drinking the soup. Drinking the ale that's not any good. And she's actually with her bro. It's a half bro. It's not even maybe a half bro. It was whatever. It's he she is there with Jon Snow, finally with a Stark. I was just so happy. Like a little tear in my eye. 
getting that embrace. In fact, many more feels for me, Andrew, when I saw those two together than whatever happened at the end of the episode with Danny. More feels on the inside. All the feels were in that episode, that part of the episode, not the end. I'm going with Sansa. So I'm surprised that you're using these words like all the feels, like you're a 16-year-old girl. But oh, I'm do you proud have a problem with feels? I'm just I'm proud of you. Whatever. You're the one joke. that was talking about hot fire emojis earlier. So let's like not just. Let's no, throw- I'm just proud of you for making that jump. Let's do whatever. You know what? You're not tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think your pick is not tight because I'm going to go with Daenerys Targaryen for committing mass murder because it's not every episode we get to see mass murder uh, on, on this scale. This may have been the biggest uh, execution of, of kills in one false fell swoop. I mean, we were bragging about Jon Snow doing four people last week. True. We've got 15 here. So I'm rolling with Danny. That's the tightest pick. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to talk about Rookie of the Year, Kevin. This, of course, is the uh, new character uh, this season. Uh, we want to talk about one we missed, and now we will miss in the future, and that's Cal Moro. We missed him last time, but now he's dead, uh, so we need to kind of give him his due. He didn't do much. He was kind of no. the leader. He was the, the chapter president of the Brothraki. Yes, he was. Uh, but he's now been fired from his position. Yeah, literally too much hazing uh, involved, I think. Yeah, the, the Dothraki chapter got uh, kicked off campus or they're at least suspended <laughs> social probation for the Dothraki fraternity. Indeed. So, yeah, he's not a rookie of the year candidate for me. I mean, he's in the running like just because he's a new character, but I don't think he'll be winning. Now, uh, another one that won't be winning is the Wise Masters. They're all new characters. I don't foresee them getting the award. There was one guy who was there before. Uh, Razdal Mo Eraz, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't need to talk anymore about them. They're not going to win either. So, you know, this is towards the end of the the series. Not going to get a lot of ton ton of new characters like we have uh, in the past. So, you know, rookie of the year not looking strong this year in terms of a class. But Hall of Famers, we've got a great class. Kevin, play the memorial. Here it is. So as we mentioned, Cal Moreau served with Cal Drogo. I knew Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo was a friend of mine. You, sir, are no Cal Drogo. And then, of course, our first free folk we saw naked. Osha helped Bran and Rickon escape from Winterfell. Semi-good with the rabbits. And Winterfell's Babysitter's Club president. Are either of these potential Hall of Fame qualifiers, Andrew? Cal uh, Moro, no. No. Osha? Let's move on for her. Apparently. Osha, maybe. Yeah. You know, she played a pretty pivotal role in that whole escape thing and like making sure that Bran made it out of there. And I, you know, I, she's in the running. Okay, let's let's give her some due. Uh, she's she played a big role and obviously uh, became kind of an integral part of the Stark family there for a while when they obviously needed some they needed some uh, leadership because uh, Hodor is not not much of a leader uh, really right and I think when we're talking about e- e- the Hall of Fame we need to talk about elite skills and Osha has an elite skill in babysitting yeah she is the best babysitter in the Seven Kingdoms that might be enough for her to get into the hall of fame okay kevin let's move on to some quick fire questions things that we need to know about this episode i want you to start off at the wall some important things yeah so ed and john led off this episode with the whole uh where are you gonna go south 
what are you going to do? Get warm. And I completely, I, I understand where John's coming from. This is like me in the middle of January, where like, I just want to go somewhere warm. I'm like totally uh, going down to Scottsdale to play golf in January. So like, what is Westerosi's version of Kevin going to uh, Scottsdale for a golf trip? Well, it's obviously yeah, leaving the north, going south, you know, maybe going to the Vale. The okay. Vale's probably got great golf courses. Okay. All right. Deal. Dorn. Dorn probably has some good golf courses. I think it's a little more dry and deserty there, but That's they probably okay. so just, Scottsdale. Yeah, they just pump a bunch of water into it. Like they just like all the water that they, they could be used for, you know, habitable drinking water. We're just gonna we're gonna throw it into the golf course, you know, so many million gallons to support it. But I I bet Dorn's got some. Mm-hmm. Storm's End, I would stay away from. Mm-hmm. Probably the weather not going to work out for you. That makes sense. Uh, but I bet Donald Trump would build a golf course uh, in, <laughs> in the Vale. That's probably where he would choose to build a golf course. Yeah, Trump National. That makes sense. Okay, there you go. Uh, the next question I want to talk to you about is a little more sensitive, mm. but I think it needs to be addressed. It's what does your doctor say to you when you get grayscale? Like in this world, if you get grayscale, what does the doctor say to you? And what's the protocol afterwards? Do you have to call up everyone else that you've touched and tell them, you know what? Maybe you need to get tested. Yeah. This is like Westerosi's STD. And you, you listen, if you're going to, if you're going to be a gentleman, and I think that you should always be a gentleman in this situation, uh, you need to reach out to your network and you will, you know who your network is. You might not remember like the one time at the tavern that like one girl that you just, you might've had a few too many casks of ale. You might not remember her and you know, that that's unfortunate. You don't have her number. Uh, you don't have her Raven address. Uh, but for everybody else, I think you, you, you gotta be a gentleman. You gotta reach out to him. That's the right thing to do. Right. You have to, I, and I, you know, Jorah's a knight. These are types of things that they teach you in night school. Sure. Not night school, but like night school. <laughs> with, a, with a K? <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, Jorah was busy helping his dad up at Bear Island. Like, I bet he had to go to night school to become a knight. Uh, what, what did what did Davos say? Why did they put a G in, in night? Or what did they say? What, is, that, is that the right? Nigget. Why did, why did they put a K? Knigget. Knigget. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, and I think that, but I do think we have uh, identified the, the, uh, the right thing to do there. And I think Jorah probably, probably did. Uh, so I guess uh, continuing with the Jorah talk, Dario said uh, to Jorah on their little walk through the desert, and there he starts to talk about whether they're going to fight. And he says, if I win, I'm the shit that killed an old man. If I lose, I'm the shit that got killed by an old man. So I, I was thinking, is this what people think about when whether to fight Manny Pacquiao these days? Well, I, Manny Pacquiao will make you money, and fighting Jorah Mormont probably won't make you that much money. Okay. But I get what you're saying. People still want to fight Manny Pacquiao uh, just, just for those reasons. But, you know, it's probably like Muhammad Ali in, like, 1980. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's a legendary fighter, right? But... Those fights that he fought, you know, after 78, 79, that's why he's kind of not all there. Like, that's why he's got Parkinson's. Like, that's why he's got brain damage. It's like, do you want to be the guy who beat up Muhammad Ali in 1981? Like, do you want to be that guy? And if you if you did want to fight that, if you did want to fight him then, did you want to fight like a 45-year-old Muhammad Ali? 
Like, what if you lost? What if you lost? I understand. Crazy tie-in here. I actually met Muhammad Ali once. Guess where? Uh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Arizona at a golf resort. (laughs) I swear to God. I swear to God. My mom is listening to this podcast right now. She will definitely corroborate it. (laughs) Uh, I I just was thinking back. Like, it's the only location we've talked about. Crazy tie-in. On the podcast. On a winter golf trip. I met Muhammad Ali. There you go. So, uh, we don't have subtitles to our podcast, but if we had a subtitle, it was Muhammad Ali in Scottsdale. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Okay. Uh, Andrew, uh, you had one here uh, about Tormund and Brienne. I, I can't remember what it was. What's your question? All right. Yeah, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about this, to really di- digest it. Uh, and, and we talked about uh, these words like emoji and feels. Let's just go full on, you know, fanboy, fangirl in this and talk about shipping. Are you familiar with the Twitter term shipping? I'm not. Yeah. No, please go on. Oh, see, see this, this, your, our, our listeners are probably like, how dare you, Kevin? But you're out playing golf and not on Twitter. Shipping is when, like, you want two people to enter a relationship. What? So this is, like, when... Oh, relationshipping? Like, is that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so So when Tormund, like, gives a a little wink to Brienne, like, now we're shipping Tormund and Brienne. Mm. I didn't really like this term, but I love it now for these two (laughs) specific people. I... Tormund and Brienne has completely changed my worldview. Yeah, those two. It makes so much sense. It makes it, so much it sense. It does. It does very much make sense. I when when he was giving her the the little uh, the little torment eyes, uh, I kind of looked at my wife. I was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> yes, <I didn't... laughs> that is what I need in my life. Those two together." And it makes so much sense. I, I don't know if this was planned from George R. R. Martin or the guys who write the show, but. There's all like the bear mythology between both of them. Like this is perfect right. sense. Makes perfect sense story-wise. Uh, but let's get to the question, the things I really want to talk about. What should Tormund and Brian name their babies? Mm, uh, number one, uh, let's see. I don't have uh, – how about Kardashian? Kardashian, Giants, Bane. Kardashian, Giants, Bane. LeBron, Giants, Bane. LeBron. Oh, LeBron's better. LeBron, Giants, Bane. I think it'd be hyphenated. Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary Giants Bane. I don't know. I'm just making these up on the spot, clearly. Uh, right, I'm going to go with LeBron Tarth Giants Bane because it's going to be hyphenated. That's a good point. Yeah, it would be hyphenated. All right, but let's say it's a boy. The next question, how should they do a gender reveal? Have you, you know about these gender reveal yeah, parties? Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, what do you, you, you do different things like uh, like what's inside the cake. And like, what's uh, what's inside the yep. pinata? I don't know. I'm just I I've been to like two of these. That's all I got. What what else? Well, like <laughs> what other they ways have like they balloon do? a box full of balloons. Uh-huh. Uh, Christian Cologne from the Royals did one the other day. Did you see that at batting practice? Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. Okay, so he had like a ball that was like filled with paint. Okay. But he, you couldn't see it. So his wife like tossed him a ball in batting practice, and then he crushed it, and then it exploded with like this dust of pink, and you knew it was a girl. Oh, that's nice. I think one. they should both murder a bear together. <laughs> and someone like who's, you know, a Confederate should go out and dye the bear's blood with some sort of <laughs> ma- blood magic. And when they murder the bear together, which is, you know, what that family would do. Sure. Uh, the blood will reveal the child's gender. I like that. I don't think I'm going to come up with a better one. So uh, LeBron, Kardashian, Gary, Tarth, Giants, Bane, uh, 
I guess, will it be a boy or a girl? LeBron Tarth Giantsbane is a boy. What about Kardashian Dorito Giantsbane Tarth? That's the twin sister. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's because like there's got to be twins, right? Yeah, it's there's got to be twins. They've got to be separated. This is the sequel. This is the next series. We'll start working on it. All right, I like it. Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, how disappointed were you that the Night's Watch has not made a good ale? In the thousands of years that they've been there. I mean, like monks perfected that shit over like just a few hundred years. The stewards at the watch couldn't come up with some decent hops and malted barley. Uh, here, and I, I know you were disappointed. So I'm going to go on to the next question. What's a good beer name for that night's watch ale? Oh, that's a great question. A couple ones that we thought of three horn IPA. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like, that's like probably like you should probably do it like one, two and three horn. Like one horn is just like regular alcohol content. Two horn means wildlings are coming, so you like need a little higher alcohol content. And then three horns means white walkers are coming, and that means you're fucked. Imperial like IPA. You, you just need to get drunk. Like you don't even need to fight them. That's a good point. Uh, I like so that. I like one, that. Two, one, three two, horn. and three horn IPA. Uh, the bitter builder is one we came up with. Uh, you know, Andrew Almagong made the take the black stout. This was like an yeah, actual beer it. they made. Did you? I hated it. I didn't think it was any good. But oh, I, I thought it was all right. I like. I like. I liked it. I'm not a big Amagong fan. I I think I'm like the only person too that doesn't like many of their beers. But you know the the most recent one, the uh, Seven Kingdoms Hoppy Wheat. Yeah. I think is Boulevard 80 Acre. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's right. the same thing because they're now both owned by Duvel, and I think they just shipped over the recipe. I think it's the same thing. That's kind of funny. I hope that's true. Uh, well, okay. I will say that this thousand-year question, I want to get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my brother and I have done three homebrews okay. in our uh, beer-making career. And I say by the third one, we didn't perfect it, but we had something decent. Uh-huh. Drinkable. So, yeah, something drinkable. I mean, the first one was drinkable, but, you know, you know. You know. Little, some floaties, some, <laughs> some yeast taste. Not, not great. But by the third one, you know, so the stewards need to get you know, quit focusing on defending the realm and focus a little bit more on brewing beer. I could not agree more. We also came up with the Lord Commander Amber and the Wildling Wheat. I think both of Lord, these. Lord, Lord Commander Com- Amber. <laughs> I just like saying it. Uh, the Lord Commander Amber. There you go. Uh, well, it's unfortunate, Andrew. I do have another question for you, though. Uh, Danny said uh, in the in the little hut thing, whatever that thing's called with all the Khaleesi's, she said... To get out, I need to make water. And it, when I first heard it, I'm like, I'm not sure what that means. And then clearly I recognized that it means she had to go take a piss. And I really liked that phrase. I need to make water. Uh, in fact, I'm going to use it all the time. And But I started thinking, uh, so how do you think the Dothraki translate I need to poop? We could do a literal translation, translation and go to the dictionary. But they probably have some cool idiom like leaving what I have consumed to the world or, or something like that. So we'd have to come up with something, but they probably have something cool to say. I need to make solid bacteria waste. That's too. I need to make water. It's, she That's says I need to make water too sophisticated. They, they don't know those words. I need to make fertilizer. That might work. Okay. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Good compromise. Okay. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about in the wildfire hot take segment is the Game of Thrones season six 
All-Star Game. Kevin, are you excited for the All-Star Game? I'm so excited for the All-Star Game. This is the best All-Star Game of all of the organized sports. Uh, the, you know, the regular season is almost halfway over, so we need to select a team. You know, All-Star ballots are given or are made available way too early. You know, in baseball, they're available in April for a game that's played in July. I went to the game on Saturday. The Royals lost to the Braves, and there were all-star ballots available in in May. Like, they just make them way too early. So we're actually behind the times. Like, if we were on track, we should have had this ballot ready to go literally like episode one. Like, halfway through episode one, it would have been time. So we've, we put a ballot together, and I want to explain the ballot to you. Have you had a chance to take a look at it, Kevin? I have seen the ballot. It is outstanding and i can't and i'm gonna we're gonna pause for a second go to at make westeros twitter account or make westeros on make westeros great again on facebook take a look at this ballot right now pause the podcast go pull up the ballot and then restart the podcast because it is brilliant i like it very much andrew you have done some fine work here well, thank you. Uh, the things that you need to know from this ballot are there are there are three conferences that you can choose players from. There is the Eastern Conference, which is SOs. There is the Western Conference, which is most of Westeros. And then there is the Northern Conference, which is the North and Beyond the Wall. So on this official ballot, which you can get at, at Make Westeros on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Make Westeros Great Again, where you can find this. You vote for three in each conference. So there will be nine people selected to the all-star team. A couple things you need to know. Arthur Dane, Ned Stark, Gerald Hightower, not eligible. You can write them in, but they're not on the ballot. <laughs> there, there is a write-in section. Uh, a couple things we want to go over first, like just in terms of kill count, if you're making your selection – uh, Daenerys has 15 kills uh, with four kills, Brian, Jon Snow, Ramsey Bolden, three kills, Dario Naharis, two kills, Tyene Sand, yeah. and then all these people have one kill. Pod, Dion, Obara Sand, Ilaria Sand, Tormund, 1-1, one, one, uh, Gregor Clegane, Euron Greyjoy, and Jorah Mormont. So let's just kind of dissect this a little bit, Kevin. If, you've, if you're looking at it, who do you think should make it from the Western Conference? Do you see like a, a favorite and then maybe kind of a dark horse, someone who should get in my favorite, clearly Kevin Lannister. Oh, he's not even a dark horse. He's just your favorite. He's the favorite. <laughs> like I can maybe see Kevin Lannister being a dark horse in this situation. He's this had is, two scenes and said like seven words. Listen, this is me going to the Royals game and being like Omar and Fonte all day long should be on the all-star team. Omar and Fonte fill in this little circle. Done. Hashtag, hashtag vote Kevin. Hashtag vote Kevin. 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 Uh, yeah, so I've already filled out my bracket or my uh, my all star ballot, and Kevin Lannister was the first one I chose. All right, just, give me you your rig system. Rig the system. Give me your favorite here in the Western Conference. Well, in the Western Conference, it's tough because not tons has happened You're in right. or, or generally. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the High Sparrow. He seems okay. to he's controlling the game. Yeah, he may. Get his in the future, but he's controlling the game. And then I hate to do it. I hate to do it. But I think I'm going to take a sand snake, and I don't know which one. Ugh. I, I don't know which one. I'm going to pick one. Uh, underdog, Septa Unello. Okay. That is the an shame, underdog. The shame confess lady. She is a, a heavy underdog <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on but, that. But this might be the season she should get in. 
You know, Kyburn is up there too. He's he's done some work. Yeah, so there there's some heavy hitters. There's some yeah. heavy not not a ton has happened. Yeah. Uh and maybe something will happen next episode. But uh some heavy hitters. All right, let's look at the Eastern Conference. Not a whole lot of people in Esso. So this is a smaller pool of 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 talent. But there are eleven people to choose from in this one. And this is you know, in Bravos and in Vistothrak and in Marine. So we've got some some big names like Tyrion and Danny, some smaller names like the Waif or Grey Worm. Uh, but all these people have been around for a while, you know, pretty competitive. Who do you like in the Eastern Conference? You know, Arya got her eyes back. She just finished her training montage. I think Arya's up there for me. And then obviously you gotta you gotta include Danny. Uh, I think she's probably the favorite in this group after the call that she did in this episode. So I'm going to probably go Danny and Arya. And then there's a third one. You know, I think most people want to give it to Tyrion. He hasn't done that much. He had his first kind of actual thing that he did this last episode. So maybe it's Tyrion. Uh, but you're looking at this list, you're going, I don't know, man. So I think it's probably those three. I think you're, for, you're forgetting one thing. You're forgetting one thing with Tyrion. What's that? Cisco. Unleash the dragon. Oh, that's true. That was pretty sweet. Cisco, circa nineteen ninety nine. Unleash the dragon. Single dropped. That's Just like Tyrion. Point. Yeah. That's so that's point. that's a big thing. But we haven't really seen him flying around. We haven't seen the impact of it. Yeah. Have to see the impact of it. We don't even know. Maybe they just started chilling. Maybe they didn't want to leave. We don't know. That's a good point. All right. So let's move to the Northern Conference, and this one is action packed as well. We've got guys like. Alistair, who's probably not going to be on the team. Well, uh, okay, so Alistair is dead, <laughs> but he's on the ballot, okay? okay. And I've, I've incorporated in the official rules, located in the bottom right-hand corner, uh, it says, if a player is voted in by the fan vote and is injured or dead, the player with the next highest vote total will assume their role. So it's kind of like Tom Brady being voted into the Pro Bowl and never going, and then, like, Matt Castle takes his place. That's a good point. Or like Rubio still being on the ballot for some reason in a lot of states because he filed there and that's just the state rules that they right. have to keep. So that's on. why Alistair's on the ballot. Now, he's not going to participate in the All-Star game because he's dead. He's dead. But, uh, so vote for him. So we have we have 1-1 one, one on here, Andrew. It's going to be tough to keep 1-1 one, one off of my ballot. Uh, we've also got Sansa, the Three-Eyed Raven, Tormund, Pod. Mira, Hodor, Brienne, and this is loaded. Ed, we got Ed, Melisandre, Ollie. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people in this one. Who do you think the favorite in this group is? Uh, if you know, other than maybe Jon Snow. Uh, one one's gonna be tough. Brienne, uh, lots of kills, has a new sense of purpose. Pod, you know, valiant pod, crowd favorite. Tormund. The, the new the new uh, heartthrob of of the show. This is probably the uh, the, the biggest the, the 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 biggest crew. You know, Western Conference in in uh, NBA. Uh, I, I don't know. You, you can't choose. And like it, one of the underdogs here, Ramsey's dogs is is a choice. It is an underdog. That that's a choice. You know, if if you want to pick a good team, maybe you need Ramsey's dogs. Yeah. In terms of constructing a team. Uh, I want you to know a couple other things, Kevin. The winner of the All-Star Game gets something. It's not just an exhibition. Yeah, okay. They, what do you got? 
you get home field advantage in the wars to come. Oh, that's big. You know, the Maesters saw like a couple years ago that no one really cared about the All-Star game. <laughs> so they decided to put some sort of, you know, important, some importance to it, some some gravitas, some some something that the people who, who went to this could care about. So if you win the All-Star game, you get home field advantage in the wars to come. That's big. That's really big. Because think about it. Would you rather, if you're the White Walkers, fight uh, in King's Landing or like Hard Home? Uh, that's a great question. So if you're the White Walkers, you, you want to fight on your home turf. You, right. It's like Lambeau Field in December. Right. And everyone else is like the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> right? That's a good point. They're not used to that cold, man. Home field advantage is huge in this game. They're not used to the cold. They're going to have all their little warmers on the sideline, their heaters. Everyone's going to be breathing the air just to look at it instead of just breathing. Yeah. Okay. So my last question here. You already answered it, but I want you to go in depth a little bit more. And you you preempted it without even knowing what the question was going to be. Okay. <laughs> if you were going to start a, a uh, crowd popular or crowd favorite insurgent vote like an Omar Infante 2015, who would it be for? Oh, that's well, it'd be Kevin it's for Kevin me. Lancer. So who, who else has the potential of, of getting that? Not, not, not necessarily for you, but who's going to be the crowd favorite that everyone's going to try to get? Uh, into the all-star game, even though maybe ordinarily they wouldn't make it. It'd probably be Hodor, right? I think it'd be Hodor. It's gotta be Hodor. That's the one that people would get on board with. If there was like a, if there's like a groundswell of support, like vote Hodor on Twitter, I think that he could be the one that kind of comes out of nowhere. He could, he could lead all vote getters. It's possible. It's possible. He's got name recognition. He's got great name recognition. Great name recognition. All right, so if you want to find this ballot, this is uh, you can get it on at MakeWesteros on our Twitter account or on Facebook, facebook.com slash MakeWesteros. Great again. Let us know who you uh, vote for. You can vote on Twitter. You can vote on Facebook. And we're actually going to tabulate this and let you know uh, who it is. So basically Monday night next week is going to be the cutoff. That's when it'll be the season will be halfway over. We need to have our all-star game. Determine who has home field advantage in the wars to come. Right. Uh, and we'll know who our teams are. And so there's no limit, right, for ballots. This is like the real all-star game. You could like vote every 30 day. A day. 30, a day. <laughs> 30 a day. 30 like, a day. You don't even need separate email addresses. You can just do as many of these as you want. Uh if you if you're not on the Twitter or the good book, you can also email us make Westeros great again at gmail.com. But uh, on, on the, uh, the Twitterverse or the, uh, the good book is where you can find this most likely. So there you go. Tune in next week and we'll have those results. Yes. Kevin, let's move on. Uh, Let's skip our gambling because no one on the bet sheet died and no bets paid. Uh, Mm, I think we need to move right into step your game up. What you looking at? Step your game up. What you waiting for? Step your game up. Go come on in the dust. Step your game up. Drop it to the floor and just step. All right, Andrew. It's my turn this week to hopefully make you step your game up. See if you are up to the challenge again. This is a name of a call or some shark week terminology. All right. Okay, so it's not necessarily a shark. It is a shark. 
Okay. okay. It's a shark, but some sort of shark week terminology. It's a shark. We're just going to say that. All right. Okay. Okay. So I, I love this game. I Call love that we play this on the podcast. Because usually I come up with the game and I make you look like an idiot. But tables have turned this week. I think you're going to do pretty well in this. Okay. Well, uh, you folks at home, play along with me. Uh, let's see if you do uh, as well as me. Okay, Kevin, ke- hit me with the first one. All right. The first one. Call or shark? Taro. Ooh, Taro. Does it sound like call Taro? Or does it sound like shark Taro? Uh, that's a great question. That's why you put it in here. That's a great question. So Taro kind of sounds like Taurus, which is bull. You know, the root word, like the Latin word. Mm-hmm. Tar, Taurus. Uh, I'm going to say it's a shark, like a bull shark. It is the word shark in the Catalan language. Oh! So there you go. <laughs> okay, so like uh, like Barcelona, the Catalan, uh-huh. like uh-huh. Catalonia. Okay. That's right. All right. Good job. Okay. All right. Number two. Call or shark? Call Sarko or Shark Sarko? Sarko. Call Sarko? Shark Sarko. This one is going to be a guess. Because I don't, I, I have no thing in my head that's like pushing me one way or the other. Sarko. I'm going to guess shark again. That's correct, Andrew. Okay. I was hoping that you might try to like double switch it because you think I was like trying to trick you because it looks like shark because it says Sarko. Yeah, but, that's, but yeah, Andrew, I went with it because it kind of sounded like Sharko. Like okay. I, I was straightforward with it. I was hoping you would take it less literally. It is the Esperanto language of the word shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't go. realize that all the, the translations for shark ended in O. And they exactly that's because all the calls do <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, right, right. All right, here's another one, Andrew. Is it call Rocco or shark Rocco? See, this is when you start to get into that, you know, he's done two in a row. But when I put it together, I always try to, like, it make it so it doesn't matter if it's two in a row or three in a row. Me too. So I don't know. I think it's a, a call. I think that's a Dothraki, though. That is a Dothraki call. The uh, call Rolko was one of the ones murdered in the call bequeue in this episode. Okay. All right, you're doing you're good, doing really good, Andrew. You're three for three. I thought you'd okay. be good at this. I, I'm I'm 100. Yeah, well, a couple of them have been guesses, but okay. I'm right. I'm proud of my effort. All right, here's the next one: call or shark, Mako. Oh, see, I know this one. Like, you know this, this one? Yeah, this is a call. This is a shark. What? <laughs> there, the, I, are you sure? It is the only shark. That is the Mako shark, also known as the Blue Pointer. <laughs> what? There's not a Cal Mako? I've never heard of a Cal Mako. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, you can Google it right now while you're while you're concerned. I trust. No, I trust you. you put I, this listen, there might be a Cal Mako, but I know there's a shark Mako. It's the only shark that is uh, that was one that was actually the inspiration for this. I Googled the word. <laughs> you want to know how I came up with this? Here's literally what I did. Uh, what's a word that ends in O? Or like <laughs> co, co. I think that's what it was, co. 
because of Rocco uh, was the only sh- the only call I knew, and Mako was one of them. And I was like, oh, it's a shark. Oh, that'll be cool. I'll just do sharks. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I googled it. There's no Cal Mako. Yes. All right. Oh man. Okay. Well, right. at least I'm three for four. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Here's here's your chance to go eighty percent. The last one. Is it a call or a shark? Forzo. Forzo. That sounds like a like a car, like a Forzo motorsport. <laughs> it kind of does. So, uh, I'm gonna say shark because I don't know if there's a lot of Z's in the Dothraki language. There is a call, Andrew. Oh, Forzo. Call Forzo died in this Forzo. episode as well. Oh, the only man. three calls that had an imdb page for them were uh rocco forzo and then our uh our good friend uh that died earlier moro so there you go uh and that's good that was a tough one you started off pretty strong but uh, yeah so 60 percent. that's a d minus that passes but that's not great yeah you you made it through but but uh you're probably not going to be uh any valedictorian in your class uh, by the way, Shark Week starts uh, June 26th this year. It comes early. So if you're into Shark Week, uh, June 26th, folks. Uh, and then you'll be very knowledgeable. You have a step up on everybody else, knowing that Mako is an effing shark and not a call. Well, if I ever become a call, I'm going to change my name to Cal Mako, just go. in honor of this game. Deal. All right, Andrew. The next um, thing we're going to talk about here. I guess we're calling it the Westerosi dating game. Yeah. Do you have the drop? Are we going to play the drop? Uh, I don't have it loaded, but I tell you what, we'll just, I'll figure out a way to put it in. It's, it's playing now. There's your drop. Okay. So the idea behind this uh, is we want, so inspired by Tormund and Brienne, how everyone's, you know, shipping them. They want them to, to get together. They want them to hook up. And then if you do that, then you give them a hashtag or a, a nickname as a couple. Sure. So, uh, Bremund popped up on Twitter. You know, pretty simple. But we thought, like, who else in Westeros or who else in this show needs a relationship in their life, needs a significant other, and so we did the duty of, of going through some of these characters and determine, like, who should get together, who should have this warmth in their life. And we did it purely based on what their name would be like, what their nickname, couple <laughs> nickname would be. Like Brangelina. Brangelina. Brangelina would be one. So right. Kim Ye. Right. Like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So the first one I have, Kevin, is Mance Raider and Sansa. <laughs> and it's just... Mansa. I like that. That's a nice one. It's, it's now clean. Mance Raider's dead, but let's just say at a different point in time. Like we can we can make magic happen. So Mance Raider gets together with Sansa. You've got the king in the north. You've got maybe the future queen in the north. This is a match made in heaven. Not only is it a match made in heaven, it's Mansa. I like that. Okay, here's another one. Again, really just made because I like the the way the words combined. <laughs> but that would be Arya and Dario. And that would be Ariario, which I really liked. <laughs> Ariario would be like a great name for some kind of 
techno song or EDM <laughs> dance music song. Ariario. Could not agree more. In fact, that might that's, have to be a little spinoff that we come up with. Ari-ari-o. That's that's a hook. That's a hook. So, and they're both on the same continent right now. That's a good they point. Could, they could they could uh, get together. You know, they both need. You know, Danny's away with her brothraki now. I guess she's with him, but you know, maybe she's. They've grown grown apart. Right. Uh, Dario needs to find something else in his life. Okay, oh, yeah, I have I one. I have one more for you, uh, and it relies on a mispronunciation. Okay, that's fine. I think that's fair in this game. Or just a, a mis misinterpretation of the name. Uh, it's Hot Pie, our favorite baker. <laughs> okay. And Missandei, the, okay. the translator, Danny's translator. So Hot Pie and Missandei translates their 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 nickname. Their couple nickname would be Hot Mess. I like that. Not hot miss, hot mess. So hot, hot pie, miss. Sande. You know, hot pie. I would say hot pie is uh, one of the most eligible bachelors. He's a catch. He's a catch. He's, he's a got, catch. He's got a marketable skill, mm-hmm. and he's got a good paying job. Yep, that's that's more than you can probably ask for in this world. You know, and Missandei speaks like fifty languages. So that's a good point. This is going to be kind of a power couple if they ever get together. The hot this mess. This couple, the hot mess couple. Hashtag hot mess. All right. The last one would be uh, Andrew, Melisandra, and Hodor, also known as Melisandor, which I also I, really liked. It kind of sounds like a like a, um, like a dinosaur or something. Melisandor. So I could see this couple working. You know, uh, we learned that Hodor is actually a lot older than maybe we thought he was. Right. Because he's kind of, he's, what would you say, Ned Stark's age or a little bit older? Yeah, I'd say a little older. And then we also learned that Melisandre is a lot older than, than what she actually is. Indeed. <laughs> so this could be one of those, you know, aging couples that get together that that uh, that really make it work. It could happen, Andrew. It could happen. They go back to school. They see each other in their 50th uh, high school anniversary or something. You know, the the love starts back up. You never know. It could happen. You know, she walks up to him and says, you know, death by fire is is the purest death. And then he (laughs) says to her, Hodor, and the rest is history. That's it. That's all you need. All right. Uh, That has been (laughs) the Westerosi dating game, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have your own that you'd like to send us, please do uh, hit us up at Make Westeros on the Twitter. Andrew, let's move on to some power rankings. All right, Andrew, several episodes ago, in fact, it might have been our first episode, the pilot, we talked about the greatest fighters in Westeros and beyond, and you put together the list, and I had some some difficulties with a couple of them. One of them I did not like was Jorah. Right. I remember saying it. You were like, no, no, no. Remember he won all those tourneys and he was like one in the pits. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's fair. I'm going to take that. I think age is catching up with him. I think you're right. You know, I think last season he was deserving. He had a lot of accolades. He did the work needed to be done to get into the top five of the make Westeros again. Great again, power rankings. So our rankings just for to catch people up. Jorah number five, Braun four, Dario three, Loras two. Uh, the interim champion was Brienne, and the lineal champion was Gregor Clegane. Gregor had to prove that he was alive. Gregor is alive-ish. Ish. 
So he's gonna he's gonna hold on his his championship belt. I think everyone has to move down, uh, and that's gonna knock Jorah out. I think that's gonna make everybody happy. Uh, but you know, if someone is gonna take Jorah's spot into whatever spot he had, you know, who would you give it to? You know, looking at this list, it almost makes you wonder if we also need to take a look at Loris at number two. He's not looking so hot right now. No. I'm not sure he could even swing a sword. I mean, this is this is bad news bears right now for him. We might need to redo this whole list. We might need to redo the whole entire list, Andrew. Okay, so we have Braun on the list. We have Dario, probably still fair. Dario was looking pretty good uh in, in his uh in his bouts in this episode. Some other names that come to mind, you know, what about one one? Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> Can he be Ooh, I don't know. Is that fair? Like you wouldn't include a dragon, right? Yeah, but he's not a dragon. But he's a giant. Well, Hodor has giant's blood, right? Like, could you call like let's say there's a trial by combat? Could you call one one? Like, could you say one one is my champion? Well, if if they can bring up Gregor, why can't they bring in one one? That's a great question. I don't know. Gregor is not a real person. Uh, he's, he, he moves around. That's about it. <laughs> so I, I think that we just need to kind of, we're going to have to redo this. There, there's going to have to be some sort of defining fight scene in the next couple episodes. That's going to cause a whole shakeup here. Andrew, what about Kevin Lannister? <laughs> okay. So the only time we've ever seen Kevin Lannister in armor, I think was in season two. two? Yeah. I think in the right. war, in the war room. In the tent. It, yeah. Or or one, it doesn't matter. Kevin Lannister is not going to get on this list. Oh, come as, on. as as hard as you promote <laughs> Kevin Lannister, not going to happen. Uh, another one, Andrew, that doesn't get much love, and I think this is something we haven't seen a lot of, but maybe we will in the future. You know, Ramsey Bolton, I have not seen lose yet. You're right. I have not seen You're him right. lose. I yet. don't think we're given the proper due. That whole thing. Remember when when remember the whole like Theon break out of jail thing. And yeah. he was had like the blood like all over his chest, and he just had his knives and stuff. I was like, "Uh oh, that dude looks like don't joke around with him." And I think he's legit, and his he had some speed here with OSHA and that whole thing. Like that was a nice move. Maybe we need to start giving him some due. I think you're right. He's going to be a contender uh, when the power rankings are updated. Uh, other people to keep an eye on: maybe Tormund, maybe Tormund, maybe Jamie Lannister. Uh, we'll see what happens with the hound. If the hound's alive, I don't know if he's alive. Maybe he's alive. Uh, keep an eye out. Keep but, an eye out for Robin of the Vale as well. Oh, yeah, he's he's going to be a contender. <laughs> he's going to be a contender. Serious question. If I gave you 30 minutes and some really good training, do you think you could shoot a bow and arrow better than Robin? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did bow and arrow in sixth grade, and I was pretty good. We go. learned it in P.E. I did too. Like we literally, and I was all right. I was pretty good. All right. All right. So well, the answer is yes. Okay. Deal. All right. That's all. That's all I had. I just wanted to make sure. All right. Well, let's, we're going to have to revisit this, I think, because maybe after the all-star game, Andrew, we'll have a few more data points. We'll be able to put this together. Feel pretty good with our selections for the uh, greatest fighters in Westeros and beyond. Andrew, what do you say we induct some new members into the Book of Brothers? Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. 
all the great deeds of all the great kings go up, huh? That is correct. And Andrew, we have an extra little added benefit that we're going to bring up this week that we've talked about. We decided that the Book of Brothers need more than just being in the Book of Brothers, which by itself should be enough. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you're in the Book of Brothers. You get a cool uh, nickname. You get a cool backstory. Right. But there's no. more. Tell us. There what, is more. There is more. Okay. At the end of the season, this will be after episode 10, we're going to have a special episode where we're going to choose all of our awards. We're talking about season champion. That's a house team or faction or group that did the most to advance their cause or were just most badass. That's new. Mm-hmm. MVP of the whole season. We know about that. Rookie of the year. We're going to choose that. We're going to put Hall of Famers from this season into the Hall of Fame. But how do you vote? Well, we've been telling you all season and in, in, in this podcast that the members of the Baseball Writers Association of Westeros <laughs> get to vote for the Hall of Fame and for all these other things. Well, I mean, that's that's made up. So we're going to make the Book of Brothers and the Baseball Writers Association of Westeros be the same thing. The same thing. So if you want to vote for the champion, if you want to vote for the MVP, if you want to vote for the Hall of Famers, you need to become a member of the Book of Brothers. Kevin, how do they do that? It's very simple. All you got to do is pull out your little iTunes machine, whether that's a computer, an iPad, or iPhone, or iPod, if people still use those. And you go to iTunes, and it's very simple. You're already logged in because you wouldn't be able to listen to the podcast otherwise. You go to our podcast where it says leave a review or click the little reviews button. You'll say leave a review and a comment. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a review and try to leave some sort of semblance of a name. Either it's in your little name already or leave us your name or the name you want us to use, and we will use that name and add you to the Book of Brothers. It is that simple. You may not get it that week. It might be the next week, but hang tight. You will definitely be in the Book of Brothers by the end of the season. If for some reason by the end of the season we've missed somebody, we're just going to go through and induct everybody who's left a comment uh, at the end to make sure that you can vote for uh, the end of season matters. So, uh, please just do that. Super simple. It takes you about 20 seconds, and it really helps us to get our podcast out to new listeners. Andrew, we're at like 30-something reviews, almost 40 maybe. We need to be by 100 by like episode 7. Like it, we have – You're setting us up for failure. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like we should be though. Like we've got a gazillion listeners already. We love all of you for doing that. But just take one little tiny thing. That's the only thing we ask of you. Leave that comment. It would help us out immensely if you did that. Plus, you get something super cool back. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for ads. Nothing, nothing. All you got to do, leave a comment and Book of Brothers, you are added. So, Andrew, who do we have this week for the Book of Brothers inductions? Okay, Kevin. Uh, I just have one. I think I signed you two. I only did one. Okay. But it's a, it's a good one. Okay. I'm going to do mine. You can do yours uh, after this. But this, okay. this one is Rick. Rick is now in the Book of Brothers. Okay. His nickname is called Crank Raven. So Rick the Crank Raven. Uh-huh. Okay, and Rick the Crank Raven popularized sending fake messages via Raven to the great houses <laughs> of the Seven Kingdoms. He once convinced Mace Tyrell that Sir Hugh of House Jass was on his way for a feast. That's pretty good. That's Hugh. Hugh Jass. Jass. Yeah, I got it. That's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, Mace Tyrell, 
he he fell for it. Crank Raven, very good. Crank Anchors is that was that that was what a thing, right? Crank Anchors. I that that was it, that was a television right? program. Yes, that was a thing. Okay, all right, that's very good, Andrew. Uh, Crank Raven, congratulations, Rick. You are in the book of brothers. I've got one here. This is Danielle, and Danielle is the tavern rescuer. She's famed for her ability to take old, rotten taverns and wine sinks and turn them into seven-star establishments. She's best known for the demo and rebranding job she did on the Checkered Hazard in Old Town, turning that place into the finest drinking establishment south of the Gold Road. Other feats include flipping the smoking log in Winterfell and the stinking goose in Maidenpool. Her work on the goose got her knighted for her bravery. All right. She is the tavern rescuer, Danielle. Very nice. I'd watch that show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd, wa- I'd watch Bar Rescue Westeros. Uh-huh. And, I'd, I'd watch that. And they, they don't go on a five-star rating in, in, in Westeros. They go on a seven-star rating. Right. I just wanted to make sure that you... Seven-pointed star. Right. Seven-star rating. Uh, Andrew, we had one more. This is Art. And Art is uh, Art the Dance Master. At the legendary tourney of the Field of Roses, Art swept the field in sword fighting due in large part to his amazing footwork, which appeared less like sword fighting and more like river dancing to some onlookers. Bored with the artistic limits of sword fighting, he took his talents to Old Town, where he used his winnings to found the renowned Grand Old Town Opry. There, he booked the finest performers and talents the world over, often joining them on stage in performance. Oh, Art. Art, Art the Dance Master. Art. <laughs> he opened the Grand Town, a Grand Old Town Opry. There it is. So, so is is Old Town kind of like Nashville? I think so. <laughs> with a college, like with a really good college. I think that's it. Yeah. I'm okay with like Vanderbilt with, with perpetuating the myth that like Old Town has a great live music scene. Me too. Me too. Maybe maybe it's because of the university there. Maybe it's because of the Citadels there. That you know, it just brings out these musicians. Sure. You know, people like drop out their sophomore year and just you know start a band, man. Right, right. Just sit street performers, just everywhere, well, everywhere you go. Congratulations to Rick, to Danielle, and to Art. You are now members of the Book of Brothers. Cheers. All right, before we go, let's talk about some predictions with the "It Is Known" segment. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. All right, Andrew. Good news is we went 0 for 2 on our predictions last week. Uh, I predicted that John and Sansa would just miss each other on the road, and you predicted some nonsense about uh, David Koresh and Waco, as I recall. (laughs) Yours was probably a little more right than mine because there was a fire uh, that was started in a building. It was Okay, the things I said were fire, mass murder, (laughs) building people can't get out of doors Janet are blocked Reno, uh, these are all these all happened they just happened in the wrong place fair enough all right well okay so you were much more right than i was which i'm probably glad because i'm glad santa and john got together because again it gave me all the feels uh andrew the next episode uh here's my prediction I predict that Bran makes a bad decision about something and i get really annoyed with him because i don't like Bran. Okay. Well, I I knew that Th- this is already going to happen. We saw the trailer. <laughs> I saw your face when you saw the trailer. That this is all, this is all going to happen. Yeah, I don't like Brand, so I- I'm hoping that whole like trailer thing, you know, doesn't go well for him. 
then again, you know, like I don't want Brand to die. I just don't want him to like live play anymore. Or, play. <laughs> 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 if they, what if they just wrote him off the show? Like this whole thing about the visions and all that stuff. I'm not sure. I'm digging the time travel part of of this this whole Westeros uh thing i'm cool with the maybe like the visions and i may be cool with the whole warging thing but if we can go back and change things in the, in the past i'm not sure i'm about that but anyway so i digress that's my okay. prediction i like it so i sort of predicted the the danny waco texas branch <laughs> division thing but sort i predicted it, it was going to happen in westeros i still think it's going to happen in westeros okay i think the tyrells are going to come in and surround the Sept of Baylor, and they're going to light it on fire. Okay. And they're all going to die. What about the people inside? It, that's who are going to die. What about the queen? Uh, I don't know about that. I, this this isn't a fully fleshed out theory. <laughs> what about Loris, number two on your fighter list? Um, One of them is not going to make it. I don't Ooh. know which one. I think Loris isn't going to make it. He Loris doesn't not, look great. He's not long for this world. He doesn't seem like he's really staying strong as uh, as his sister tried to tell him to do. So, yeah, I'm not feeling good about that. Uh, anyway, Andrew, I also predict uh, John busts out of his emo phase as a result of this letter that yeah, he received. That's, that's, that's a quick bust out. Like, I know I get the letter, but, you know, he's he's emo for an episode and a half. I mean, some count? people go through phases. It he just, hasn't even listened to Dashboard Confessional yet. I mean, it's Monday. I was emo most of today. So <laughs> it just goes to show. Uh, although you're right. Maybe he needs to listen to a little bit more Dashboard. Uh, sometimes, honestly, though, it makes you feel better to listen to some Dashboard. You know, like that your your girlfriend got shot by an arrow by some little kid. And you go back and you just lock yourself in the room in your quarters and just flip that disc man on with dashboard confessional circa 2001 and just sit back and just try to make it feel better. Just make me feel better dashboard. That's what uh, John did. And I think he needs, maybe he needs to do it one more time. And then I think he'll get his groove back. Okay. I, I would, I would pay to watch that show. <laughs> just John. Like, like a Dawson's <laughs> Creek version of John snow at the wall. <laughs> just locking himself in a room not now leave me alone <laughs> uh, i'd watch that show i'd yeah, watch that show yeah i think I would all right too. i've got one more prediction uh the dothraki are now part of danny's army if you kind of foresee what's going to happen danny's going to invade westeros and then maybe help fight the white walkers i don't think that the uh, dothraki are going to be very good fighting the white walkers especially as we mentioned before if the home field it is is up near hard home or up yeah, near the yeah, wall that's a good point They're like dude do the dothraki even know what snow is they don't even wear clothes that's a good point that's a good point what do they call uh the the red the the area where the dothraki are again Just the like dothraki sea the sea is that right even though it's not really sea it's like land it's sea, sea of grass sea of grass okay so yeah, I'm I'm guessing and just in relation looking at a map now that they have not seen snow. Very unlikely. Uh that's a good question. That's a good question. I want to know if they're going to bring their horses over. 
Well, they they're horse lords. They have to, that's that's their power. Their power is they're quick and they're fast and they have a million horses. They they can't just leave them. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's a good question. I I think you're right though. They're gonna struggle in the cold. They're gonna be like me and John Snow wanting to go to Scottsdale and stay and go play. Some they're just golf. gonna stay. They're gonna find like this great Trump golf school, golf course in the Vale. I'm like, hey, we're gonna stay. Hey, this is a good spot here, I think. Like, um, like I can play 18 every day. Yeah, if you want to bring the fight here, like that's cool. But until then, I think we're gonna chill. Maybe just maybe just here, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, this this golf course has GPS in the carts. <laughs> That's number one. That's number one. You don't have to even wear the watch. You don't have to get your rangefinder out. You're good to go. It's got GPS in so, the carts. So I, I just think that when the White Walkers uh, are are coming down, I don't think the Dothraki are going to be a lot of help. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So I guess we shall see. It is known. Uh, we shall see, uh, Andrew, down the line here. I have a feeling that uh, you're not going to find that out this season or the next season or the next season or maybe ever because I still don't think Danny's ever going to leave Essos because what have they shown to make that a plausible thing at this point? Uh, Great question. I think it's going to happen, but you know, you're, you have every right to think that they just burned the damn boats two episodes ago. (laughs) They burned all the boats. Uh, hey, you know what? They did talk about the boats this episode, though. The the wise masters said I offered her whatever thousand chips or whatever to to go away. Maybe that offer is still on the table. You know who else has boats? Well, good, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. Just think who who has boats in this in this uh, universe. Uh, but you know, lots to happen. Go back, uh, take a look at the all star ballot. Gilly has a boat. Gilly, Gilly's going to be the commander of the ship, of the ships. Like, Admiral Gilly is going to lead the charge into Westeros. Sorry. All right, continue. Yeah, well, just go back, take a look at the uh, All-Star game for Season 6 of Game of Thrones. We've got three conferences, the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, and the Northern Conference. You get three votes. Submit it at Make Westeros on Twitter. Or on Facebook, make Westeros great again, or leave a comment on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we will announce the winners of the All Star Game next week in the next episode. This is very good work, Andrew, on this All Star Game ballot. I have to give you props. I don't do it very often, but you definitely deserve it on this one. Pretty sweet ballot, and uh, you are doing your best to make Westeros great again. I appreciate that. You too can make uh, Westeros great again by leaving us those reviews submitting your ballots to us and continuing to interact with us on the good uh, Make Westeros Twitter account. We appreciate all of you for listening. Until next episode. Ballardo Hyris. Make Westeros great again.
knowledge. Thank you. 